Welcome to Between the Sheets. Between the Sheets is a podcast about our love for books and the way reading has influenced our personal lives, relationships, sex lives, and more. Thank you for joining our coffee chat today where we dish about the books we're currently reading and how they relate to our lives. I'm your host, Denise. I'm trying to wake up with an iced oat latte today. And I'm your host, Kels, and I'm drinking an iced cold brew with oat milk that Denise made me today because we're actually in fucking curses. (laughs) Yep, after months of talking to each other, we finally met. You're actually the first person I met online. Glad it wasn't like a dateline situation. Honestly, I've met a lot of people off the internet, and you're probably my favorite. Obviously. (laughs) It's great because you're a great substitute for my husband, because like bringing me coffee, and then I'm making you breakfast, this is like the perfect relationship. I agree. It's all the services without the sex or emotional commitment. (laughs) (laughs) I would argue that those are the best things, but okay. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about small town romances, what spicy scenes we want to recreate in our real life, our biggest small town turnoffs, and how a hay allergy can turn a fun night into a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Listener discretion advice. This podcast will discuss adult topics and it will have swearing. Opinions are totally our own, so please don't take them seriously. So I think we both have an interesting perspective on this genre of romance because I was actually raised in a small town and I currently live in a small town while Denise was raised and lived in a city. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I could actually ever live in a small town. It freaks me the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of your assumptions? And I'll just tell you if they're accurate because I feel like I am a queen at the knowledge of small towns, even though I didn't like to read them at first. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I think the one thing that always bugs me in a small town romance is that every couple that ends up together is like the sexiest individuals to ever walk planet Earth. But the small towns that I've been to, there's only like one or two hot people. But you can't tell me that there are these towns out there, the most panty-dropping, delicious people with the biggest dicks. Some pretty attractive people in small towns. All right, okay. So I'm assuming you were the hottest person in your small town. (laughs) That is true. I actually met my husband in high school. We both grew up in the same small town. And, you know, hot people just gravitate towards each other. And then we cling on to each other. And then we leave the small town. So So. what was your small town romance trope? I was a sports romance. And I don't like sports romance either, but we met on track and field. He was also my best friend's brother. Okay, I really like that. I think I would live in a small town romance just to have a fun trope relationship. It is fun because I used to date my brother's best friends. And that's like true about a small town romance is that everybody knows each other. So it's easy. It seems like a lot of family drama. Like my other biggest concern is that in a small town, you could accidentally fuck your cousin. (laughs) This isn't a credence situation. But you do basically fuck everyone, like family included. No. Well, I didn't have it. I don't have any cousins, so I don't know anybody who fucked their cousin, but I'm sure it happened. Yeah, I guess what I would dislike about it is all the gossip and all the like, well, you slept with Brittany's second and third grade boyfriend. Yes, yes. It's like you, if you dated someone in seventh grade, by the time you were in 12th grade, that relationship never happened because if you were, that person has dated your friend, your sister, because there's only like 10 people. Exactly. So we 
we all have to date each other. Disease must spread quickly. Yes. But, you know, it's probably, like, mad cow disease because we <laughs> we're in a fucking small town. We'll get to that. That is a fear I have that if you were to have sex in a barn, you would get mad cow disease. Speaking from experience, I don't have mad cow disease. <laughs> okay. I think the other thing that really freaks me out, and you've noticed this as we've hung out together, is that I am terrified of the crime that can happen in a small town. I know that crime happens everywhere, but it's always like the craziest serial killers that get their start in small towns. So I think the murder for me is what scares me the most. Which is crazy because you live in fucking New York City. (laughs) But it's like, it's like fun New York City stabbing. Here it's like planned and premeditated (laughs) in the small town romance. (laughs) And everybody has guns. So you're just like, "Uh do I knock on someone's door or... (laughs) But, you know, because I came from California, there's a whole bunch of, like, serial killers, right? Mm -hmm. So... Who's the most famous? Like, give me three names. So there's Zodiac, Ed Kemper, and Charles Manson. They were all in... Those are, like, Zodiac's never been caught. The Golden State Killer was just caught recently. Yeah, because of the DNA stuff. I read about Mm -hmm, that. mm Mm-hmm. And then... What's their body count? Charles Manson actually never killed anybody, but it was, like, his cult following that killed people what do you mean i don't know anything about crime and murder <laughs> we're so here he with was... a true crime genius <laughs> so uh, charles manson was helter skelter so he okay. believed that he was very racist and, was like, he sexy no he was okay. like crazy he was like but short. wasn't one of them sexy ted bundy ted bundy was, was sexy. sexy yeah and that's the one that zach efron he's plays. the one who left his small town to achieve big things yeah exactly like <laughs> killing people <laughs> And then Zodiac was never caught. So my mom actually grew up in the time where, you know, Zodiac, the Golden State, like all of these serial killers were on the rampage. And so my mom could not go trick-or-treating one year. Oh, wow. Because the Zodiac killer was like, I'm gonna get you. What what kind of, like, why did they kill? Just women? It's always the women. Zodiac was couples. Ed Kemper was the co-ed killer. He killed a lot of female college women, but he also, like, killed his mom and his grandparents. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) And Charles Manson, his cult killed a lot of people, but they killed a famous person, and that's how they got recognition. Okay, like a celebrity or something? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like a pregnant celebrity. Oh. Shannon Tate. That sounds familiar. We'll have to look it up after. Anyways, we're not going to go on a spiral about serial (laughs) killers, but- (laughs) That's a different episode. I do love romantic suspense set in a small town where there is like a murder that's happening or some drama with like motorcycle clubs. Yeah, so we actually read Devney Perry's The Eden series and we really enjoyed that was my first romantic suspense and I was like not only do you get romance and a little bit of spice but there's also a plot line that's really interesting to follow Mm -hmm. I think that like truly converted me to small town romance yeah that was the first one that I read well it's the first one that I read this year that I was like yes this is gonna suck me in and so we're both on a Dev Perry spiral I also read the Raven Hood series which I forgot is also set in a small town oh yes that makes sense and she has multiple encounters with men. <laughs> well, this is the thing, is when I read small town romance, I'm like, this is the craziest shit. <laughs> like, you guys live in a town with 150 people and everyone is getting murdered and everyone is sleeping with each other. I'm like, is everything okay? I mean, my town was more than 150 
150 people. It was like 15,000, I think. Okay. So uh, to me, 150 is like it's a small town. <laughs> I don't know. Well, right now, my t- I consider the town that I live in a smaller town, and that is like 100,000 people. Actually, okay. I don't know how many. I know there's three million people in Manhattan. Oh my god. <laughs> I just feel like with so many other people, like serial killers are more likely to get away with crime in a bigger city. But then, but they're not because they're we have cameras every block. That's true. And so when you have a can't like even the murder that happened recently in New York City with the 12 people shot like they caught the guy in like 24 hours that's wild yeah it feels so easy to run away in a small town like you just you just go into the mountains <laughs> that's where I would go <laughs> they found him in a small cabin roasting marshmallows fucking um, a hot girl from the small town yeah I think in <laughs> Montana you could definitely just go out in the the wilderness but in my small town we were a small town surrounded by cities so you could um, go to like bigger cities or just like hang out in the farmland when you grew up did you go to parties like was the party? yes I went to parties where were your parties at people's houses in the city no so I was too young in the city to go to parties that were like adult but when I lived in Cyprus we went to people's houses which was technically a suburb but it's like an island suburb so it's different because everyone also speaks a different language than you so like I don't think I was part of any of the gossip to begin with, mm. which I feel like small towns have a lot of incessant gossip. Yeah, it's straight up. All, that's the one thing that small town romances does get right is everybody knows everything. If you are seen walking around, if you're seen in a car, there's going to be a talk about you. Like That's one time, so crazy to me. Yeah, no, one time I had my driver's permit and my brother didn't want to take me to work. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to drive a car to work even though I don't have my driver's license. Someone saw me and called my parents and was like, oh my god, I didn't realize that Kels had her driver's license. Excuse me? Oh my god, I would die. (laughs) I think that my favorite part of living in the city is the fact that I'm anonymous for the most part. You rarely run into somebody. And when you do, it's kind of like this monumental experience. You're like, it's fate. (laughs) (laughs) No, in a small town, you pray that when you go to a grocery store, you're not going to run into seven people that you slept with. All right. Well, going on sleeping with people (laughs) in your small town romance, what is your sexiest small town experience? Obviously, you've read Broken Vow. Yes. The barn scene. Sophie Lark. The barn scene. Yep. I had a barn scene moment. But nobody tells you that if you're allergic to, you know, hay, <laughs> you're going to have hives all over your body and mm. it's actually not going to be a fun time. It's an enhanced experience. It's like if physical touches your love language, there's more to scratch. In a, You think it's going to be sexy, but there's also animals on farms. So it just smells like animal. Yeah, I'd want to do it in a barn, but I'm afraid of mad cow disease. I do know <laughs> that like, I think you can only get that from eating weird meat or having sex with it you get it from eating <laughs> cow brain who the cow has to be infected oh okay and oh, then i am misinformed <laughs> i only know that because we did a mad cow project at school <laughs> that's the most small town romance thing in the world while you're dating people because you're trying to avoid being seen by everybody and obviously you can't just like have your date come over to your house where do you hook up with people do you do you do the class 
classic. Go to a cliff and watch the stars. So was- I've watched too many romance movies. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, so uh, you have to remember that, like, me dating was in, in a small town was in high school. So okay. it's very different. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, the high school romance. But we used to, like, everybody I know would go to field in your <laughs> car. Wait, like sports fields or, like, no, just no, no, grass? No. Hay field. Oh, sunflower okay. field. Oh, oh, yeah, a sunflower so, field. A you, snack and a fun time. <laughs> you would literally drive down, like, dirt roads and find ones that no car lights would come through. And then, you know. That's when you'd have all your car. fun. Yeah, and you would bring beer or. The entertainment was for other people. Okay, that's interesting. I guess this is a random question. Did you ever like group take a car somewhere and there were other couples like was there like a sex expedition (laughs) personally no (laughs) so we went to a lot of parties in fields like random fields or people's barns sometimes i just the concept of like partying in a barn is throwing me off is it like a hoedown no i'm just i i assume i know nothing about a small town just a large area where music is playing and everybody's just like hanging out. I don't know. Okay. It's like an open space. It's, yeah. Sometimes they have bonfires. Sometimes you're just sitting on a tractor because there's nowhere to <laughs> sit. <laughs> and then you get to pet animals. Like, I don't know. It was, I thought it was fun, except, you know, I was allergic to grass hey. and hay yeah. and everything. So raised steers. And so if I wanted to go work at the barn, I'd just be like, hey, I'm going to go to the barn all day. And then I would invite guys to come hang out. Oh, and come work with you. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. guys. I say guys, like plural. I wasn't like... <laughs> A reverse harem small town romance featuring Kells. In the barn. I mean, people would read it. So who are some of your like favorite small town? I think Devney Perry for sure. I have read most of her backlist at this point for the past couple of months. Her audiobooks are phenomenal. I think yeah. we talk about her a lot. Tessa Bailey as well. Oh, because you are an up in one summer fanatic. Yes, iHost is, I am a slut for it. The one thing that turns me off to it is the fact that Brendan would constantly smell like crabs. That's the thing about small town romances is that there's enhanced scents to things that are natural. <laughs> like in the city, everything smells like piss. If you're working on a farm all day, you smell like earth. That's a little sexy to me. I don't think I could do a fisherman because not only are you fishing all day, you're probably bringing home fish. Your house would perpetually smell like fish. I think the thing that I really liked about It Happened One Summer is that Piper is this rich girl that moves to a small town and she ends up with a guy who is also rich and so he just (laughs) wants to spoil her with his crab money which to me I'm like that makes like I can do that. Because I think they live in their small town, they run their little bar, but she's, when she wants to go shopping, he, he's like, here, take my Amex. He, that's the one that they fuck in a dressing room, right? They fuck in a hospital, they fuck in a dressing room, they do a lot of fucking everywhere. <laughs> I think the thing about that series is that I don't feel like Tessa Bailey did that It Happened One Summer small town gossip a lot. I didn't feel like there was a lot of small town gossip in that series. Kind, the only a little time bit. was when they first get there and they go into the bar and everybody's hanging out and everybody's like who the fuck are these bitches yeah but they also arrive and piper's covered in glitter that's true head to toe i I would look at someone covered in glitter and think what 
is this? Also, in a small town, you don't fucking wear heels or dress up. You are in jeans. Yeah, and... that's that's what I'm curious about. So what do you typically wear in your small town? Just sneakers, jeans, shirts? Yeah, very casual. Anytime I wear a little extra, you definitely get stares. But, I mean, like, I'm hot, so. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> of course anywhere. you did. I would be looking at you, to be honest. Okay, so what other assumptions do you have about small towns? I do feel like a lot of the small towns in the States are very religious and have a religious community within them. Did you feel like in your small town you were shamed for just being who you are or having sex or anything like that because of religious reasons or because of your community? A hundred percent. I feel like Mm. especially because we lived in a town where there wasn't that many people, but everybody had their religion so Christian. Christianity, Catholic, and Mormons were all in my town. Mm -hmm. Those were like the three most prominent. I grew up Mormon for a big part. So that was like a very, you don't have sex, you don't talk about it, you don't do any of that. So that was that side. But then I also had a lot of Christian friends. And that was just an interesting take because their idea of virginity was very different than mine. So yes, I have met a few Christian friends whose virginity was technically gone but they did not think it was (laughs) they were like if I do anal I'm still a virgin (laughs) I met a lot of those people and I never understood I was like damn all right you you're jumping right in (laughs) (laughs) that's an interesting first time people still were like I'm a virgin and that's the only thing that matters so do you feel like women got the short end of the stick with their sexuality in a small town yeah sex ed is very oh yeah so walk me through your sex ed class that's really interesting to me yeah. I've never done a sex ed class before. Never? Never. Never. I learned everything I needed to on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a pro. I'm a pro. <laughs> my first experience with anything like sexual or anything was my brother and I were walking to school. We found a whole bunch of porno magazines behind a bush. <laughs> I was in far. <laughs> no. <laughs> so small town. There was literally, we were walking to school. I'm in fifth, fourth, fourth, fifth grade, and we come across these stack of pornos, not like one or two. But literally, like, 30 pornos. I go back there, and we're like, oh, my God, what is this? Blah, 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 blah. The next day, they were gone, and I was like, oh, my brother probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, probably in How his How full room. was his backpack? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's my first, like, oh, there's, there's sex. sex stuff. And then in fifth grade, we had sex How old ed. is fifth grade? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I think I was, like, 9, okay. 10, okay. 11. I don't really remember. I think I was around that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, The men and women were split up into two separate rooms the guys went with the PE teacher and the women went with the science teacher and was was the science teacher female the science teacher was female yeah and then she was like I at this point I already had my period okay and so it was mostly like teaching girls what to expect when their period comes okay and kind of like a little bit about diseases okay so those were the first two things like that you learned about yeah okay and that was in fifth grade okay and then in seventh grade we had the same thing, but men and women were together. Oh, okay. It was a science teacher again. Was she female? Yes. Okay. At least, yeah, actually all the science teachers were female, coincidentally. Okay. But I think if there was a male science teacher, it would have been. And that was more of like a sperm and an egg go and make a baby. So it was conception talk. It wasn't, it wasn't how to have sex. It wasn't ever about how to have sex. How to safely say have sex. sex. It was like, you're going to get pregnant 
or you're going to get diseases. And then in ninth grade was the final sex ed class. Okay. We learned about diseases. Oh, so you didn't learn about sex. No. <laughs> we learned about <laughs> diseases yeah. and yeah. pregnancy. Yeah. And then we would have to be like penis. Yeah. Don't giggle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that creates such a misconstrued conception of what sex is when you have this fear attached to it. Mm-hmm. You're 14 years old. You're being told that you can either die from a sex <laughs> disease or you'll get pregnant and die. So when it comes to having sex, you there's a fear associated with it. Exactly. So a lot of people waited or they didn't know or your first time you're like, what's going to happen? And they were like, the first time you have sex, you're going to bleed all over the place. Yeah. That's such a misconception. I feel like the way that female virginity is taught is so wrong and so scary. Mm-hmm. Like the guys don't experience anything. They're just like in and out, no yeah. big deal. But the girls are like being torn in half. <laughs> Your body we're, will get destroyed. We're stretching you out. <laughs> no, but seriously. Yeah. Stretch me. <laughs> What, what was your first experience if it wasn't... With sex? Yeah. Did your parents ever talk to you? So my mom told me I could not use a tampon until I had sex. And that was my sex talk. <laughs> that was it? That was it. That's all I got. I did walk in on my mom twice before I was 12. <laughs> like having sex with someone else? Yeah. Oh, that's... Not a pleasant way to learn about sex because you start to feel... Weird. You don't understand what it is and you okay. start to get very defensive over your parent. Wait, wait, wait. So did they stop? Like, did your mom see you and stop or did you just, oh, I need to leave the room? Like, what was the One situation? of them was, oh, I need to leave the room. Did they continue? It was like, I couldn't <laughs> see that much. Okay, but okay. one of them I saw a lot. and they stopped and they were like close the door but like you shouldn't continue after that no like how do you continue and you're like um my daughter just finished (laughs) just keep going just wrap it up wrap it up yeah so so I always I didn't have school related fear around sex but I just had no idea what it was yeah so most of the stuff I learned was online and don't forget because I'm 25 the internet was very pervasive when I was a teenager yeah so I had access to learn about things but I I don't feel like I ever got a real class on sex ed I could tell you right now, chlamydia kills you. (laughs) Okay, so does pregnancy. My mom would constantly tell me if I got pregnant, she would disown me. Same. Yeah. The fear of getting pregnant was the only thing that was don't have sex because you're going to get pregnant instead of, hey, why don't we talk about birth control? Why don't we talk about condoms? Why don't we talk about things that can prevent pregnancy? Because you're going to have sex. You're going to have sex. You're going to have sex. You can't stop people from having sex. Let's talk about how to safely do that and make sure that once you start having sex there are things like a pap smear that you should be going to do or if you do have sex unprotected which happens let's go get tested and just fix it because a lot of these diseases can be fixed with antibiotics really fucking quick before you go spread it to more people there's just this ongoing fear created around and shame created around stds and being a virgin or when your virginity was taken when there's so much initial shame around sex you either rebel and go hard core yeah or you don't do it because you're terrified specifically for me with reading romance it helped break a lot of that shame because you're seeing these women who are all these things 
And then they have sex. And it's like a part of their lifestyle that's not shamed or taboo. They're just... They just have sex because they they want to. That's why when I read Indigo Ridge and she gets there and she immediately like wants to have sex with someone, I was, damn girl, get it, you know? There was no... And then the only reason she feels shame later on is because she sees him and is, oh wait, now people might find out that I had a one night stand, even though she feels originally empowered to do it. And she mostly feels the shame around the fact that there's familial rivalry not because she had the one night stand like the one night stand wasn't the problem and when she saw him in the bar she was like I'm horny I want to fuck he's hot let's go and he did and they it was she had a great time and I, I like reading romance that makes it so the woman doesn't feel shameful especially if you're gonna do a small town romance where there's so much shame in a small community around sex that nobody talks about absolutely shame and sex and small towns <laughs> is a fun little cocktail for your sexual journey but I've had friends from like the south of the states who didn't ever have a sex ed class. It was never yeah, talked about. I don't want to. Of generalize. course, you're gonna put it up the butt then. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is where it goes? Because you're not gonna get pregnant. Yeah. If it, and- no, but that's true. That's why like you would opt for not doing vaginal penetration because if you put it up your butt or if you put it in your mouth or if you touch it, then you're not gonna have a baby. Yeah. And the baby's the scariest thing. And usually if you're just gonna start off with anal, I'm sure the guys have never done it, so they're just probably putting it in. I, yeah, I've heard some horror stories from people who did it and then they immediately, like, shit themselves. In, in high school. Well, yeah, because you don't know what you're doing. Because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, what, like, 16-year-old is gonna be like, let's do a colonics. Or, like, (laughs) let's go buy lube, you know? It's, so my town wasn't small town, but it was like small village. Yeah. Mediterranean small village. And buying condoms was so scary. I don't think to this day I have ever bought a pack of condoms. You've never bought a pack of condoms? No, I would always have the guys do it. Yeah, that's true. I would have them because you would get them from places. But it's like the least they could do was go I get know. a pack of condoms because all the pressure lies on the woman. So let them make in by the condoms also usually when you start having sex that early you're the woman doesn't get anything out of it except she gets to lay there i don't know know. it's really underwhelming (laughs) (laughs) the fact that women want to continue having sex after their first time is a miracle so i think after this conversation i would be more open to moving to a small town I would probably avoid having barn sex. Yes. But I would add it to the sexual bucket list if it ever happened. I think if you're going to have barn sex, just make sure that you put down a nice blanket. Okay. And test your skin for hay allergies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just take a Benadryl before you go in there. Pop a Benny and he packs a Viagra. I don't know. <laughs> And I think that is all for our small town romance today. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on social media at KD Between the Sheets on Instagram and KD In the Sheets on Twitter. Our podcast will be available on all major streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple. And just remember to make him buy the condoms. Always.